Suomi. Finland. Suomi. United States of America. USA. 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 My name is Satu Järveläinen. I'm the communications coordinator here at the Embassy of Finland in Washington, D.C. This is our third episode of the Suomi Finland podcast, honoring the centennial of Finland and the United States diplomatic relations by highlighting all things Finnish-American. You'll get an in-depth look into a 70-year-old Finnish-American charity called Finspark Kipinakerha. Suomi. Finland. My name is Kaya Barlow-D'Alessandro, and I am the current president of Finspark. I'm Anna Jalmros, and I'm also part of Finspark, and I do the, the newsletter. These two ladies, who both identify themselves as half Finnish, are donating their time to run the Finspark Kipinakerha together with other board members and their 100-plus roster of members. Kipinakerho started in uh, 1949 uh, when a lady named Edith Hart uh, got a group of Finns into a house in Arlington and uh, said, hey, we should have this group. They went on for this 70 years now. In the 90s, we got uh, incorporated to be a um, official nonprofit organization and uh, get our um, name to FinSpark Inc. So uh, our logo still it says Kipinakerho from Spark to Flame and FinSpark. So open to all. Yes, mm-hmm. yes open to all. There's mm-hmm. no requirement to be Finnish or to be female. That's just how it started. The male members we have have been quite integral. Um, there is a place for everybody who's interested in working with us. I am actually of 100% Finnish ancestry, so I very feel very connected to uh, the Finnish bazaar. For me, it's really the start of the holiday season when I come to Finnspark and get the pula bread and the curly and pastries. They raise funds to support good causes. Baking Finnish goods and hosting events is part of their fundraising repertoire. Helm Rose and Barlow D'Alessandro tell more about the grants and their charity's mission. Almost anyone can apply for a grant, and we have it on our web page. And basically, um, every year we give a lot of money to the the schools, the DC uh, language schools, the Finnish language schools, and other groups around the the country. Our current mission is to um, engage in charitable. Uh, acts and raise funds to benefit elder care, children's causes, but uh, to promote educational and cultural um, establishments. Um, if there's a you know connection to Finland, that is something that we would really look at more intensely. There are uh, ch- organizations in Finland that request grants. There are organizations in the United States that request grants. And so we look at all of those evenly and how much they're requesting, what it's for. Um, Our board members go through the list and then all of our members will vote on uh, what amounts to give to what group. Finspark is very important because it provides a social outlet for the Finnish ladies in the area. And just as importantly is their charitable uh, endeavors and tasks. And they raise quite a bit of money every year for a wide variety of uh, Finnish charities. Uh, Seventy years ago, when Finnspark Kipinakerha was founded, Finland was a poor country, recovering from the Second World War. Finnsparks and other charities' financial and material support was much needed in building up Finland. Uh, their intention back in the day was to um, promote the Finnish language and culture um, and send help back to Finland, uh, which was war-torn, and they were trying to collect clothing and other necessities. And um, I do have a list of all the grants going back from 
the proceeds that we've made over the years. The first baby incubator in Finland was because of donation of it from Cape Anakerho, uh to a hospital in Helsinki. You were fundraising and, and collecting items to send over, and then, then how did it evolve? Uh, well, I think that the, the main function of the ladies getting together was uh, that it was a women's social group of uh, ladies from Finland that wanted to just converse with each other in Finnish, eat some food that they had grown up with or that their parents had made for them, uh, and get together and do some crafts and do some good. So there was a lot more social aspect uh, in the earlier years rather than uh, any large events. I rang up the senior research fellow from the Migration Institute of Finland, Mika Tervonen. Tervonen does research on Finnish emigrants and Finnish communities abroad, like here in the U.S. I was keen to find out more about his thoughts on the Finnish language and its impact on building these kind of clubs and associations and bringing people together, Finnish being a minority language spoken rarely in the United States. I would think that the kind of longevity of a lot of the Finnish associations, that that was connected somehow with these language barriers, so that there was also a, a kind of a... Um, a desire to kind of to stick together. There's a lot of um, these kind of Finnish-American heritage societies and associations here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. What do you think is the role of these type of societies and associations nowadays kind of upholding this Finnishness in the U.S.? I mean, I think uh, most research connected to, to Finnish uh, migration and roots in the US would be impossible without uh, a lot of the, the cooperatives who are who are or the associations who are also working with a lot of researchers and, and providing uh, invaluable tips to to also materials that we would have absolutely no idea of so I think they are absolutely integral from the research point of view and also I, I guess I mean uh, you mentioned this this idea of finishness and, and uh, I, I guess They are the ones who are kind of upkeeping it. Suomi. Finland. You will hear more of Mika Tervonen and his research on forest Finns and New York's Fintown in our future Suomi Finland podcast episodes. Let us uh, give a round of applause to Finnspark who organized this every year. So we have a, a Christmas bazaar and we bring in um, a lot of vendors that do like Christmassy things and uh, things related to Finland. They bring in um, very cool glass and there are books and stuff like that. And um, mostly our our group does a lot of baking and I think that's like the highlight. And for the bazaar, we have to start baking all these pulla breads and the Karelian pies. Already in the uh, end of September we start. So if, if you were out there when they opened the doors, Everybody was gonna hit the uh, bake sale table first. They go for the candy because they know that goes out quick. And then they head on over here. Those are the two. And then all the other stuff is like, okay, now I have gotten my baked goods. I have gotten my fill of gluggy and sandwiches. Then they go for the glass, the jewelry and all that stuff. 
I think we go through about 50 pounds of um, smoked salmon. People don't realize when I talk about it year long to them and they haven't been yet, they say, oh, I thought it was just this little thing you do in a church. And I, they show up and they say, oh my God, Kaya, look at how big this is. So it's really a, a work of love to put together. Uh, Karelia pies, which most of us baked for days and days and days, go into um, people's homes a couple of times a week. Integral is bringing in our next generation and uh, friends that are interested in it, um, maybe even friends who are from Norway or from Sweden, and I say, hey, we're having a Finnish Christmas bazaar, and they say, oh, can I join you for the day? I say, yes, please, can you carry this? <laughs> What are the, the key things that people really come there for, the Finnish, Finnish experience? There are some um, raffles that we put together. Uh, we will have a silent auction of items that have been donated for uh, auctioning throughout the day. There's also our grand raffle, for which we have been very fortunate in past years to have some wonderful donations and hope to do so again to make it some big-name things. For example, we've had uh, plane tickets to Finland and that. What keeps me coming back for the pula bread and the um, Karelian pastries is that I don't want to make them at home, but I love the fact that other people have spent so many months preparing for them. They're absolutely delicious, and for me, it's really the start of the holiday season when I come to Finnspark and get the pula bread and the Karelian pastries. Suomi, Finland. And if I would be now a Finn coming to town, um, let's say that let's say that I'm a third generation Finn. I, I know a little bit of Finnish. Why should I join Finnspark? What do you say? What's the main reason? Why should I join you guys? We're all friends, and we just like to hang out um, at least once a month and just uh, eat some Finnish food and talk. And we don't. Um, not everybody speaks Finnish, but a fair amount do. And um, we always just have a great time. We're going to try to have uh, an exciting event for our 70-year anniversary, and we've also planned some more Finnish activities, like learning how to um, weave a ryu, which is a, a kind of a wall hanging, or you can use it as like a carpet. Um, so kind of craft events that people could be excited about, um, people from the the community, the DC community, not just Finns. We have uh, definitely done well with the model of um, housewives that come together in their spare time and bake and throw events. And as the years have gone on, our culture here in the United States has changed. And so it's been a little bit more difficult to get some younger Finns interested in coming to Finnspark, partly because they're not getting the message, but partly because if they are getting the message, it feels difficult to them because they're working full-time, they have children, and let's say we're having a meeting on a Tuesday afternoon. So it's something that now that some of us, dare I say, younger folks are starting to spearhead the organization. It's something we're taking a very close look at to how to be more approachable and reachable and plan activities that everyone can make it to. Really, the women and the men who are behind this Spark program dedicate a lot of their spare time. And it's nice to be able to know that 
their spare time is going towards a good cause. My money's going towards a good cause. It's always fabulous to see the ambassador here supporting the Finns Park community. We always look forward to the ribbon cutting, but it's nice to know at the end of the day, this is really going to a good place in the community. I think um, in the future, we're trying to get together with other Finnish clubs in the, the area, the um, National Finlandia Foundation, DC chapter, and the one in Baltimore. And um, hopefully we can have some events together where, you know, one of us plans the event and then we can all go there and enjoy it. So there's less work, more people. Definitely. We're not fighting one another. We're just yeah. to have different missions for our groups. And some people are members of all of the groups. And uh, we should definitely do some co-planning so that we can uh, meet people that we haven't yet met somehow. If you love Finland, if you are interested in Finland and would like to be part of something fantastic, you are welcome to speak with us about it. Kiitos. Thank you, Kaja Barlow de Alessandro and Anna Hjelmruns of Finspark, Kipinakerho, and Mika Tervonen from the Migration Institute of Finland for your time. My name is Satu Järvelainen. I will be exploring all things Finnish American with you also in our next episode of Suomi Finland podcast. Please do give us some feedback on the comments section below if you're listening on SoundCloud and do rate us on the Apple Podcast app. Stay tuned.